0: Alright, right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to season two of Journeys. Welcome back. For all my longtime listeners of the 12 episodes or so that I had, um, welcome back. And if you're a first time listener tuning into the second season, then by all means, please go back and listen to the first season. It's got a lot of good quality episodes with parents of transgender people, a younger trans person, non-binary, and it's a really good time. Uh, My name is Haley. I am your hostess. My pronouns are her, she, hers. And today I am here with Shay. And Shay is joining me through Skype. And this is my first time ever doing a Skype interview. So hopefully this goes well. We had some technical difficulties, but you know, we, we worked around them. We, we made it through, we figured it out. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So, Shay, let's start off. I'm going to start off by asking your preferred pronouns. She, her. The female pronouns. And you identify yeah. as trans female.
1: Uh, more female, but I consider transitioning as, as its own, just kind of the process, not so much the, you know.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. I understand. Um, all right. So why don't you give like a, a little, uh, little introduction to yourself, like uh location, um, how old you are. It's almost like an aim profile ASL. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my God.
0: Yeah. I'm aging so, myself on that one.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's, that's pretty retro right there. Yeah. Um, retro internet. beach. <laughs> But anywho, I'm Shay. I'm 22 years old, living in Austin, Texas. I basically just moved here originally from New Jersey. Moved here about five or six years ago with my family. And now that I'm here, kind of basically it as far as just introductions go. I do mostly work in the event setup industry, mostly for I work for a hotel. And a lot of my work revolves around lifting things up, which is Oddly, it's not the most feminine thing in the world, but... Hey,
0: if you're doing it, it's feminine. Right? Yeah. (laughs) That's what I believe. A girl can pretty much do anything and be like, you know what? Because I'm a girl and I'm doing this, boom. Feminine.
1: Whatever. There you go. Feminism. There you go. Hell yes. Amen. (laughs) A-women. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, I see what you did
0: there. Hey. (laughs) All right. So... You know, we're going to we're going to hop right into this then, I guess. Yeah. So, tell me your journey. Drop the drop the journey information. When did it all start?
1: So, I haven't really talked about this with really anyone aside from family just coming out and all that, but started about many moons ago, many moons, I would say maybe about four or five years old, pretty young.
0: That seems to be the the general, like, you know, a lot of people uh, realize around that age,
1: so. Something wasn't right, and I just felt weird. And a lot of the times I just didn't feel like right in my body and things didn't add up. And there was a lot of confusion at that age. I remember going to a dog show with my parents and my sister and we slept in this tiny, tiny little camper. It was like, I'm making hand gestures, but we're on a podcast, so you probably won't (laughs) be able to see the audio. But imagine my hands are close to my hands, just palm almost touching palm like that tiny okay and it was foxy very boxy, so you could sleep in it but the thing about it was mostly just like i remember just thinking about becoming a woman there and i was just watching my shadow change and it was really weird because i know it wasn't happening i know it was just my brain just playing tricks on me kind of like wanting something desperately to happen and you know never would happen but i do remember that fondly as like kind of the starting point of my Journey because I feel like well something wasn't right. I was feeling weird and I couldn't tell anyone and I didn't want to because I was afraid of what would happen. Like my dad was very I wouldn't say strict so much as quiet and reserved. And I didn't want to anger him. I was always afraid of my dad. And with when my I didn't want to tell my mom and sister either because like I didn't know how to express this because I you know there's assigned gender roles as a kid and you're like if you're a boy kid you're. Expect to be a boy kid and do weird shit because you're a boy kid and you know sometimes kids experiment and I I always thought that they would just brush me off so I remember doing a lot of that growing up and I would sneak into my sister's room and try on her clothes like oh but most like I I don't know I feel like if she's listening to this she's probably will be but like I feel like yeah I tried on your bras I'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) and um. I also tried on her shoes because I was like, man, heels are so cool and they're so neat. And, you know, eventually I did eventually get caught. But that was like maybe a year or so later. But like it went on for a long time and it wasn't like cross-dressing. It was more like just feeling right. Who was it that caught you?
0: Was it your sister? It was
1: my sister and my mom. Oh, oh, both of them. Okay. (laughs) Both of them caught me. They both came home at the same time. What was the reaction? They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, nothing. I, I, it's, it's a long time ago, so I don't remember the exact reaction, but I remember being a scared afraid of trying it again. But I, what I would also do would be to sneak into the camper because we had a new camper. We had like this big trailer and I would sneak in there and try on the nail polish that my mom would leave in there okay and i would quickly remove it because i was a dumb kid and i thought like oh that'll be fine of course you smell you can smell the acetone and all that so i was like <laughs> <laughs> it was like one of those things and i remember it being just so like constant it would be constant things and then when dawn of youtube happened um, when youtube was Originally, just came coming out. I remember looking at a lot of videos, and it was always these tr- transition videos, gender bending, weird stuff like that. And you know, it's, it's weird. It definitely was weird, and I wasn't even like a fetish. It was just this weird thing I was just doing. Over and over just watching these videos.
0: Okay. And then
1: feeling good about it. Cause I felt like, oh, I want that to happen to me. I'm so, I'm so sad and lonely because I am a dumb kid. And, you know, I was, I wasn't also, I wasn't exactly normal either because I had, was diagnosed with, um, Asperger's as a young child. And I don't really care about my diagnosis nowadays, but like, you know, some, I was socially awkward. I did have social issues, but I also didn't, I'm not the kind of person who relies on having a disability and saying, oh, I'm disabled. Though I will say that it did impact my life in a great great many ways yeah that said i'm still still learning to be more social as of now even though i do a lot of social things nowadays and i do a lot of organizational things so it's it's a lot a lot, lot of struggles with that it's more like a i guess it's a handicap if you think about life as, as like a game okay yeah you start you start off the handicap right away you get perks put into um Uh, reading and language and writing and stuff like that. Okay. But that said, a lot of my transition back then was mostly just me in secret doing these things. And my mom caught me looking at hypnosis videos and that was the weird thing. (laughs) Wait hypnosis videos what do you mean yeah i was looking at hypnosis videos because i was desperate to have my mindset change and I was like
0: change change to match who you thought you were or change to make yourself like quote-unquote normal
1: yeah and it didn't help it didn't help me it was i'm also i've been told that i'm kind of like not really susceptible to a suggestion and I've tried it in therapy as well with my therapist where they tried EMDR I mean it didn't really work so it's like a lot of this has happened I was going to therapy a lot as a kid I was still struggling with you know growing up and I, I didn't have a great childhood like my mom was super overprotective and my sister was trying to be there for me though you know siblings have their spats but they, they were good to me and they were probably why I'm still here to this day but that said it's just school school killed me it destroyed me I was bullied a lot i was told many horrible things like nerd turd which was a weird dumb thing kids would say but like you know i i I got punched i got kicked i got hit by a lot of kids and you know they i i was called a couple gay slurs and wasn't very fun back then and it persisted into middle school and then a little bit into high school but i i had moved to texas my second year my junior year okay so A lot of these things kind of stopped happening. So after I moved to Texas, everything was better. Like I was treated better. I made friends. I was more social. I was more outgoing. Okay. You know, it was hot and miserable because it's Texas and I hate it. I miss (laughs) the smell and the awful humidity of the summers. But like, so yeah, that was kind of what I did growing up. And we, we do, and that's kind of like an introduction to my life. Okay. starting now, and i remember my parents alleged that i came out to them as gay at one point okay and i had an interest in men but i did date a couple women just to like kind of figure out what the fuck is what, what am i seeing stuff but i didn't have feelings for anyone like i didn't love these people like i thought it was socially acceptable to be with them because i am a man and a man is with a woman and and, and gender roles really did fuck me up i, I think because it really did Maybe me go well maybe I have to do what's normal to feel normal and like that's never okay yeah and I think I really found myself online because during this time I was online I was still experimenting with stuff and I was still looking online and I started masquerading as a woman online and this is weird you know because you really shouldn't do that but yeah you hear about time, like felt... you
0: worry about catfishing and so on yeah. and so
1: forth but I felt more comfortable this female you know, persona and I, I kept feeling more comfortable with myself until it kind of became more and more like I was becoming less and less of my my real self because I was like my, my old self like person it felt like my old self was the mask and this was the real me And I was experimenting with these things. And I said, well, why not just keep going and keep going? And I did. Eventually, I I used to watch a lot of YouTube growing up and this YouTube group that I was following, one of their members started playing FF14. And I was like, well, okay then. And I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And yeah. I, I did. I was in his guild or free company. It's what they're called in 14. And I stayed there. And I started off as a male character. And I usually play female characters in MMO. So I, I was like really weird. And this was on Ultros, by the way. <laughs> Ultras then. But like anyways, it's like I eventually I got a free Fantasia, which was like a character change potion. Okay. So I, I used it, and I changed my name, too. So I started becoming more and more what I felt comfortable with, because I didn't feel comfortable with the character at all. Okay. And eventually, it starts skilling and then I had PS4 issues, because my PlayStation 4 Crash heart crashing. It was a launched launch one, too. And funny story about that, that actually caught fire within the last couple of months. Oh, wow. And almost killed my mom because I had given it to my mom. Because <laughs> I was like, I have the pro now. I don't need it.
0: <laughs> my goodness. Yeah,
1: right? But yeah. So I started doing that and then Discord came out and Discord was like the de facto new thing for socialization online. Yeah, and I've it's heard a now, lot
0: about it. I don't know much about it.
1: I have to say it's certainly overtaken Skype in terms of utilities and like items. But that's where I started kind of coming out and I eventually did come out to, to, to my guild and like this community. And I started kind of organizing things and started moving out and even in real life I was going out to movie nights and I was still feeling more comfortable so eventually I just kind of came out and I said I'm a woman and this is how I am and that's what and this happened like maybe two, three two years ago and now I'm really happy at this point because I'm like wow people are accepting and it's like super cool
0: so so you came out online first yeah. before you told anybody else and you came out to your online friends and that gave you, and did that give you kind of the, uh, the confidence to come out, you know, to yes. your family and stuff? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I have to say so. And like, eventually I, when I was going to therapy, I actually admitted this to my therapist. I was seeing at the time and they said they brought in a transgender therapist and she was trans as well. Okay. So she's she started quizzing me on things. And at the time, I was, like, really focused on, like, having kids. And it wasn't, like, paternal reasons. It was more, like, for maternal reasons. And it's like, well, I don't really want to fully... Because she was asking me about SRS, would I go all the way? And eventually it was like, I was going to wait to do that until it's viable to have kids with it. And, like, to just not and not be, like, I I, I hate to say this, but to me, I feel like it's, like, a scar to me and it's just my personal opinion and i'm sorry if this offends anyone i don't mean mean to be offensive but like mm-hmm. it just losing the ability to have pleasure down there it really does upset me because i'm like well if i'm ever going to have a partner how am i going to have relationships but you well, know for- it does it does cause go ahead
0: sorry first of which um A lot of time, a lot of different people, like, from all over the community have different views on, you know, bottom surgery and whether or not they go through it. So don't worry about, like, your opinion. Your opinion is your opinion, and it's valid. Um, But second of all, I mean, I know there are, I know there is a chance of losing, just for information's sake, I know there is a chance of losing sensation. But a good amount of times with the, not that I'm trying to convince you or anything like that, but I'm saying a good amount of times they are able to with the certain surgeries that they have now able to save that and save the nerve endings and everything so that you can have sensation in your neoclitoris and stuff like that. So I don't know, like I'm not trying to, uh, to convince you it's your decision and so on and so forth. I'm just saying like,
1: very helpful actually. Now that I know that maybe I will consider putting it on my list, mm -hmm. talking therapy now. I might actually consider doing that then because like I was so worried about this because I had surgery in the past and, they screwed up my nerve endings and oh. I can't sit for too long. And I have to wear a pillow because I can't sit on a hard surfaces anymore for oh. too long. And I'm stuck with this and it's made, it's made me miserable because I can't enjoy things like I used to. And I can't sit for too long. But going back to the original story of my therapist, that therapist I was talking to, I was like, well, she's, she was like whizzing me on these things and like, well, I want to get pregnant one day. And then she's like, well, <laughs> 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 yeah, I, that's not gonna happen anytime soon. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I'm gonna keep waiting.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: and then she went out and told me, "Well, you're not trans," and I'm like, "What? Um, Excuse me? S- Squiz me?" <laughs> I was so confused, and like even then, I was like, "Well, I'm never going to talk about this to my therapist anymore." And and then that hindered my development for a long time.
0: Not qu- quick question: Was this a therapist in New Jersey or a therapist in Texas?
1: Okay. This was like maybe two, three years-ish ago. Okay. So, yeah. And now I'm sitting here, now more confused than ever, because I'm like, well, what what am I? Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, it's a fetish. And I'm like, no, like, it's not. It's not. I don't have a fetish for this. Like, I have boobs now. I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like... If, if if this was a fetish, why would I go all the way? You know, and why am I like suddenly happier? And you know, why am I not less miserable? And and anyone to anyone out there, if someone tells you that, and you know there's something wrong, get a second opinion. Oh, for sure. Ask to other people. Ask and ask. Do not let a single person tell you what what is possibly untrue, even if they seem qualified for it, because at times, even qualified people make mistakes. Agreed. And you need to understand that everyone does.
0: And besides, nobody can tell you, nobody can tell you whether or not you're trans. Like, it's a hard journey to figure out whether or not and where you land on the spectrum. But nobody can full out, straight on tell you, you're not trans.
1: There is no hierarchy of transness. Every woman, every man, every non-binary person, every single person who transitions in any way whatsoever. They are who they are, no matter what. And they are what they say they are.
0: And they get to tell. And you, only you, have the power to tell somebody else who you are. Nobody has the power to tell you who you are. Exactly.
1: So we have these problems where I feel like in modern culture, it's like people like to identify by these groups. And Mm -hmm. that said, try not to. Try to be yourself. Do not let your identity overtake your life. Yes. But if you want to participate, that's good because you're – promoting good good things yes. just don't let it consume you because if it consumes you then you're not really a person at that point you're part of an idea yeah and it's an idea that i don't think should be ascribed for because it it's like well is it is this ideal and i don't think it is i don't think it's like you're living a life at that point and like i said this is my opinion and i could be wrong i do worry cause at times about my views because my, my parents were conservative and I, i'm more liberal than they are extremely liberal but like at the times i i do feel like people might take offense and like i don't this is not political what i'm saying here because this is a life you're talking about here
0: but what i was gonna say is your your views kind of like like i don't want you to beat yourself up too much about your views because they kind of i mean they're your views for one but they they match a little bit about um about how i kind of think about labels where i think that they are they can be important in terms of people who are looking for, um, for where they fit in in terms of their mm-hmm. journey. But like to make their whole life, to make your whole identity about that can be very dangerous. It's like you were talking about that bully. That's yeah, you were talking about that bully who bullied you when you were a, a kid. They used their identity as a disabled person. And made that kind of their identity, whether or not there was something else going on. That's kind of what it yeah. sounded like they were doing. So, like, being yourself is a very good message, you know, whether or not you identify as something or another.
1: Yeah. That said, like, even nowadays, like, that wasn't even the only guy who who bugged me back then. I had I have a legal restraining order against someone else, and wow, growing up, yeah. Like, this kid would terrorize everyone to the point where he couldn't stay on the bus with me. Wow. And, and that sucked. Yeah. I hope he's doing better now, but, like, dude, you know? Pull yourself and I do together. hope I wish for the betterment of others, and I do wish that that kid, wherever he may be now, is like a family man who has a wife, kids, or whatever mm-hmm. he may be, mm-hmm. or they be, or whatever. Yeah. He, I, I do hope that... They're, they're in a better place but that said it's just like we do have to remember that people are just people and you know they do shitty things but they're not always going to do shitty things yeah and even as a kid you're in a tumultuous period of your life and you there's so much like herd culture growing up and it's a very sad thing because nowadays it's like even today there's like kids in high, middle school and elementary school who are like Hey, you have a default skin in Fortnite, and this is, like, the new, like, in-schoolyard insult, like, default skin. I'm like... (laughs)
0: uh, Yeah, bullying has really, uh, bullying has really evolved with the times, you know? Yeah. I mean, if there's one thing I feel like would do that...
1: It's, like, it's just a video game. Video games are good, and, like, they're fun. I mean, I put, like... Even though this is like with shit with toys. Like I had dolls growing up. I play with dolls. I play with whatever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so anyways, where were we with the transition stuff? Um, you were
0: you were having a conversation with the therapist who was completely yes. wrong in telling you that you weren't
1: trans. Yeah. So after that, that confused the hell out of me and it made me really just deeply troubled. Yeah. So nowadays I feel like after that, I just kind of hid it from everyone Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I, I clearly am not this because someone professional told me something. And that's that's why I say don't trust the people <laughs> you talk about. Because I feel like if they had been supportive, everything probably would have fitted in. I would have probably transitioned much earlier. Yeah. So now I'm sitting here online, mostly still playing, playing my game, still organizing things. And then that YouTuber released the group Hmm. Every- Everything falls apart from here at this point in my life and I eventually get put in charge of the group now that he's gone and we need someone to be like to organize things and I wasn't the the fact the leader but I was also just put in charge of just organizing and structuring and mostly doing events. And like we would do movie nights, we would do game nights, we would have fun. And that's also taught me a lot about how how to manage organizations and structure and give people an idea. So maybe one day I probably will be a business major. And I like growing up, I always wanted to be a psychology, like a person, like uh-huh. a therapist. Yeah. And that obviously didn't work out because I, I went to high, high college. I almost finished my degree. But then all of a sudden, everything kind of fell apart in my life. Mm -hmm. Because around this time, my parents were starting to get more and more distant from each other and to the point where they separated and divorced.
0: Oh, wow. I'm sorry.
1: My dad was incredibly angry and he was a very, very spiteful man. And he just was so angry about all these things and about my mom. And to this day, he still talks about her. He still asks me what she's up to, like prying information from me and asking these things. And I'm like, I don't know yeah going and while I have a good relationship with my mom I feel like at times I feel like she also kind of repressed these ideas as well and like even to this day she still struggles with me being a woman mm-hmm. and and I don't blame her I know it's hard I know it's hard to to it's almost like losing someone but you have an opportunity to get to know the person who they really are and what they really were all these years and I know it's it's um I know you're like in love with this idea of of the son you had, but like that wasn't really me.
0: At a certain point I keep I s I keep seeing this thing on Pinterest where it's like, um uh it's like would you rather have a daughter who's alive or a, a dead son? And it's like Yeah. It's like choose, like this is me, this is who mm. I actually am if I stayed who I was, it wouldn't have ended very well for anybody.
1: Yeah. Growing up, I did have suicidal thoughts about that shit and uh, that sucks. It made me really uncomfortable. And it's hard to admit that I did have these feelings, but I also had this ideal of, I feel like if there's anything I can knock about wanting to, to get a degree and studying and become a therapist, I still wanted to help people. And that really did keep me alive. I feel like it really gave me hope and like, I could do something for the world because like even if I wanted to die I still I couldn't do that cuz I felt like it was too selfish and I could have given a gift to people and you know it didn't work out in the end because eventually well my parents divorced and it it screwed up my school screwed up my education I was driving hours into Austin and I we had moved out of Austin at some point so it's like well man there's no point <laughs> yeah it was hard growing up there and, and the isolation. And I really hated myself being up there. And I did. I really did hate myself for a long time because I just felt uncomfortable with, with, with living up there for so long. And my friends would never come up anymore. And after I graduated high school, it was like constant for years. I was alone. yeah. I was truly alone. And I had, thank God for the online communities I had fostered and built and like, but Still, it, I've, I have due perspective on life, and I have a lot of good feelings about things. Now I have friends again, and now I'm back in Austin, and I'm able to spend time with these people mm-hmm. and, like, connect with people I hadn't been able to connect to in the past. And, like, you know, I'm young. I know I'm young. But, like, at the same time, despite being young and and foolish, I still know for a fact that I, this would have been hard on anyone else. I think, yeah. Because... If you're stuck isolated for years, and even if you're a kid, and even as an adult, it eats at you every day. And I thank God for my pets. I thank God for every, everything else that kept me going. But it was hard. And my family really made it hard for me to, one, be me, and two, just accept that I'm, I can be happy.
0: Mm-hmm. What's the dynamic like with your family now? Like what, Like
1: what? I'm close to my mom. And mm-hmm. close to my sister my dad and I are I'm the only one who talks to him and his new family he got married immediately after divorce too oh
0: wow. so it was
1: extra hard on us and you know I my sister and I he dad took me out to dinner and and I brought my sister and her boyfriend so we could have lunch together the family and to meet his new family and his new family hated us they didn't. They weren't nice to us. They weren't very honest with us.
0: Oh, jeez.
1: Apparently, afterwards, all all my dad's wife could think of was like my heels and how oversized they were. Oh God! And ahead. I'm like, oh, girl, I know my heels are, are are big. I know I bought them big, but those were the first pair of heels that I ever bought.
0: Yeah, so they were special I didn't know. for you.
1: They are, and I I bought them, and I hid them from my dad because I didn't want him to know all this. And mm-hmm. I told, I I basically went, yo, mm-hmm. but like. This whole thing, like, I don't care. Like, and then my dad blamed my sister for being overdramatic because she couldn't handle this whole thing. And I, I agree with her. This was hard. But, like, your daughter didn't really talk. Your son was all right. He was fine. Like, I, you know, I understand being autistic. And I understand, like, there's high functioning and low functioning. And he's seen a lot on the lower end. But that's, like, I don't fault people for that. Like, if they can't help being who they are, it's, it's, I don't blame them. But his wife just wasn't all that social, and we were eating this food, and it just got worse and worse. I offered my sister some wine to kind of power through, you know, loosen up it. You (laughs) know, I'd never do this because like that could that could that's a slippery slope, and its own, right? And I don't drink much. I don't don't seem good. The appeal i have a bottle of wine in my fridge and that's kind of it <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's only for special occasions so nowadays it's like well yeah you don't have all this stuff and like so after all the therapist stuff and moving on from that by one point my sister and i due to the stress of the, the divorce we decided to go on a vacation together okay. this was one of the worst vacations we've ever had together okay and My sister was upset, I was upset. We were very in a difficult place. So my sister and I were just kind of angry and upset. And, and were you were really, you
0: angry about like the family stuff or did it, the did it have anything to do oh, okay, family yeah.
1: stuff? And, you know, this is like before they got divorced fully. So this is the timeline. So way before birthday. So, yeah. And we go to Dallas and we try spending time together. We go on these adventures trying to, you know, recoup what we used to do. Because growing up, we would go to the wall, the local wallers <laughs> or whatever, like the convenience store. And we would just. I have fond memories with my sister growing up because we would used to go for walks and stuff and spend time with each other. And we still do to this day. And I really love her because, like, I'm so grateful to, to be close with my sister and have a good relationship with her. Mm-hmm. Because family to me is really important. Yeah. It's a very good big cornerstone in my life. And, like, that said, it's like not, it wasn't all that fair. And originally I ended up finding out about the Kind Clinic which was this non clinic, Free this Doctor Visits. And I had called in because I had found out about them because I had saw a billboard for it for HIV and HR. Okay. And the, the appointment was free and it was a year wait. So I had to wait about a while, maybe six months or so, before they would schedule me for an appointment. Because once you have an appointment with them, it, it takes a long time because there's like a huge queue for people. So I eventually come, come out to my sister during this trip and we were crying because... We, we were, she was an emotional wreck. I was an emotional wreck. And like, yeah. she was like struggling super hard. And, you know, I tried keeping things together as much as possible. And like, and I, you know, I, I've hurt people in the past and I always feel bad about it because I really, I'm a really sensitive person and I don't like hurting people's feelings. Never, never, ever. Yeah. And I just think that's a bit of a product of just the bullying and just the anxiety. And just like, I do worry about things to my own detriment. So, Yeah, I end up telling her the truth and coming out to her. And my sister is probably the most accepting and loving person in the family. She's still finding it hard to call me Shay, but like she's trying the hardest. I think right now. And, And that said. It doesn't matter who's trying hard and family, you know, everyone goes at their own pace. But I do feel like she's put a legitimate and serious effort in fostering this new relationship with me. And, yeah. like, I'm so grateful for her, to her because I am so appreciative of how she's done this. And, you know, my mom tried with me and, like, we wanted to get pedicures together once. And, okay, you know, it was weird. It was a weird, weird instance because the, um, the person who did my nails and her nails kind of thought I was like... It was <laughs> oh weird. Just like, lovers?
0: Ugh. Oh! Oh gosh! Yeah. Oh man. It was horrible. It was a bad one. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh. Can't say I've ever gotten that one. I am so sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, gross. Very gross. But yeah, so after that, I was. Just... Yeah. And so after that, I ended up starting to see a new therapist and. She encourages me to be who I am. And eventually I start buying heels. I bought the heels online, like, the after the appointment. Because she was encouraging me. And I eventually said, oh, fuck it. I'll start being who I am. And I've always loved heels. Always. Mm-hmm. Heels are, like, a cornerstone in my life. I know, I know they're hurtful. I know they suck. <laughs> but they're so empowering and so special and make me feel tall. <laughs> and
0: make your calves look great.
1: Right? <laughs> Leggings, heels? Like, hmm. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god <laughs> so yeah i'm like really happy about that okay and i'm happy for doing that and I end up hiding them under my bed i would wear them whenever i felt comfortable and my boyfriend at the time who is now my current boyfriend um yeah like he was super supportive too and like i love him to death now because he's great you know we broke things off for a little bit just to cool off and chill and then like his I wasn't ready for a relationship at that time, but I did love him. I did have feelings for him, and he did visit Austin like within like the last couple of months, and like maybe six months ago. But like it reignited my feelings for him, and like maybe feel more love for him. Okay, because he was this dorky, awkward man and like it made me so happy <laughs> like he's so cool and i love him to death for this Aww. and he's coming by in october and i'm like so looking forward to spending time with him again and like oh my god i'm so happy <laughs> oh adorable <laughs> right and like you know we we, we tease each other we're kind of we, we, we're, we're sadists <laughs> <laughs> That's why I joke about. But like that said, it's just I'm so happy for meeting him and encouraging me and like just the like, grow person too. And like around this time, he was also a factor in keeping me going, my transition. Mm-hmm. And when the appointment finally came and like on my 21st birthday, I, my mom took me to the Alma Draft House, with my sister, and we saw uh, Won't She be My Neighbor. And Alma Draft House is this nice theater where it's like gourmet food, no cell phones, it's really just a viewing experience, beautiful, awesome one. Okay. Comfortable. It's food you eat during the theater, and it's like this whole fine dining movie experience. It's awesome. I would recommend anyone who comes to Austin go check it out. So that happens, and I'm crying and bawling because Mr. Rogers is like my spirit animal, <laughs> and like I love him. Because he was awesome. He like I growing up, Mister Rogers is like the coolest PBS thing ever. And my mom afterwards comes out and after the whole movie's done, and I had been crying really bad because like that movie really got me. Mm-hmm. And she thought I was on HRT already. Oh. And I said no, my appointments <laughs> not yet. But like she was, it was almost accusatory, and I said no because oh. she didn't want me to go on HRT. She didn't want this. Oh, for me. okay. She was so scared that it would hurt me, and like, well, I was gonna ask if it
0: was more of like a protection thing rather than like, yeah, okay,
1: yeah. But like that said, I still went one for the appointment. She's like, "Don't go to." I'm like, "No, I'm gonna do it. Gonna do it." Sorry. I know it's the best decision I made in my life because like that appointment was great. They got me set up, got me talking. They're like, "Well, yeah, we'll do your blood work and then check you out, and then next month you're good to go." Awesome. So I go to the appointment. They set me up with with hormones. I get my test results back, and it turns out I had dangerously low testosterone.
0: Oh
1: wow! Higher HRT, and my family—we have both testosterone in the family. And I always kind of assumed this because I was like, "Well, this makes sense." Yeah. <laughs> my dad had low. Everyone, my cousins, but I didn't want higher testosterone. I didn't even then because I'm like, "Well, I'm not a man." <laughs> so yeah, they put me on HRT, and it's worked great and the T blockers really don't really do anything cuz i already had lof of run to begin with yeah and it did also oddly with testosterone and affected my sex drive in a weird way where i wouldn't be able to i would get hard mm-hmm. like normal normal biological males but like it would always be one and done it would never be like proactive it would like i wouldn't it was quick too like i would never be able to like come back from it okay and this is consistent and like i I'm, I'm so worried about this now because like well i'm on hormones and it's block- probably blocking my sex drive anyways
0: yeah, they, they do have a tendency to do that.
1: Yeah. That said, it's like, eh, I'm still it's still maybe happy, maybe a little crazier. But like that said, <laughs> I feel like that's the right. That's that's peak. Shade. That's perfect for me. Solid.
0: And you've been on uh, you've been on HRT for how long?
1: Maybe two years now. One oh. one year now. No, one year. One year.
0: OK, yeah, one year. All right. And you've been living your your true life for for how long?
1: Two years. Okay, two years. And I'm thankful to my friends too who I met during this where I started going to authentic relating games for LGBTQ people so I got to meet the community. I actually did Queer Adventures of Austin which was this whole thing Mm -hmm. where just meet up with a bunch of people in the community. So I got to meet a lot of our LGBTQ community and they're wonderful people.
0: I was going to ask what does the LGBTQIA plus plus plus, yeah. LGBTQ, plus. Like, yeah, <laughs> LGBTQ plus. Yeah, uh, LGBTQ plus community look like in in Texas. Like what is it? Like what are the the laws or anything like that that you have to contend with?
1: Okay, so Austin is weird in in the sense that it's Austin. It's mm-hmm. it's the most liberal city in Texas. Okay, that's good. It's cool. safe, secure. You can kind of do stuff. I'm about to go get my my name and gender change probably within September. And that's actually really easy cuz All I have to do is go spend $20, get my prints, go to the courthouse, wait two hours, and then the judge will approve it, and then I'm good. Okay, cool. It's quick, painless, not bad. You can go to the bathroom as a woman. It's legal. I was going to ask about that. You can. It's basically very accepting. Up, up in Austin, outside, it's more country and it's more conservative. So you might end up meeting some more bigoted people. Have you had any run-ins with people like
0: discriminating against never you? Never in my
1: life, actually. I've never had an, an a incident. And this is weird to me because I'm like, well, there has to be someone who's hateful. <laughs> but I'm glad.
0: I'm yeah, glad. <laughs> it's good. That's a good. That's a good experience. Then, like,
1: yeah, I recommend if you want to move to Texas, come to Austin. It's safe. It's accepting. It's a beautiful city. It's green. Okay. There's a lot of stuff to do. It's a young people town, but also like a entertainment town. If you love entertainment, beautiful. The Colorado River runs through the city, so you get to see all those boats and stuff. It's it's a wonderful city. Awesome. And I, I don't think I would ever trade it up for a small town in Jersey ever again. <laughs> gotcha. And I I do miss it. I miss a small town life but like I also like i'm happy to be here
0: all right well that's good because i was wondering because like i was like the the best part about like being able to do these skype interviews and stuff like that is learning like what it's like for everybody around the country and so austin seems like a pretty good lgbtq community yeah type place to, to really go to then
1: yeah and okay. it's definitely taught me a lot of good things and like i even I would love hosting meetups and stuff for, for, for our community here. And like, I, I do want to take part. Like the city makes me want to take part in our community. And I, everyone here is loving and supporting. And I've met so many trans people, so many people who are who are gay, le- lesbians. I, I'm friends with one, actually. Uh huh. And I'm like, so many beautiful people here. That, that's like, awesome. Yeah. Even the bi, bisexual people are doing really well here. And I know that's really persecuted. Oh, man. Everywhere. Yeah. I feel so, so sorry for you people because you guys are wonderful and lovable people.
0: Totally valid bi people. We are, we are bi friendly here on this podcast. Yeah. Hell
1: yeah. That said, I'm straight. I'm happy with that. Okay. I, I find it weird that people think, I don't know, I feel so sorry for our trans people who are, trans lesbians because like i feel sorry for you ladies Amen. you 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 are living the struggle the actual struggle because you're getting the double whammy of anti of the turfs and everyone who once thinks it's stupid i'm like
0: yeah it it i haven't ha- my main thing is when i uh because i i identify as a lesbian uh my main yeah. thing is when i when, always having that conversation when i first came out was oh so you're gonna like guys now and i'm like yeah no, because you know sexuality isn't mutually exclusive right? to gender so
1: yeah i was i went to school for it i i know a lot about psychology and i know like mostly just I, I took a course and probably this was my favorite and most eye-opening course which was um human sexuality mm-hmm. beautiful course i recommend anyone who has some money to spend and some free time go take that course it's an awesome emerging field in psychology there's a lot of information you'll probably didn't know and one thing's key takeaways here is that sexuality is on a spectrum mm-hmm. just like gender but they're in different ends different places so what yeah. they're completely separate but they're also this wide thing here yeah. and masculinity and sex- and femininity are also on a sliding scale it's like this weird just so much bi- so much diversity and like people don't look at it like that because I feel like people are afraid of of the things that are different and that defy their worldviews and And
0: not said, just that. Sorry, go ahead. It's
1: diversity, you know?
0: And it's not just that. It's about like there's a lot of uh toxic masculinity out there too like oh, where yeah. where men can't have feelings men have to be the stoic people that you know are the hard rocks they can they can't yes. show any sign of femininity or else they're queer
1: oh, yeah. or,
0: and it's it's really damaging for all that that yeah. like 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 you were talking about gender roles to begin with like i'm sure some of that stuff was you know detrimental in your journey
1: yes and I do want to point out something. I forgot to mention this, but yes, I did have one encounter that was okay. with a transphobic person. It was online and he was in my community. He hated my guts and started dead naming me constantly whenever he got the chance. So I got rid of him. I got rid okay. of him out. That said, it did cause a lot of drama. I've dealt with so much drama that I had to start my own community. Because I'm like, nothing was, everything was stagnant. No one was happy. And I was like, well, okay. I'll go ahead and start my own thing with my boyfriend and friends, and like we we are more successful than them. So, haha, <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: good. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, like it's good that you had that that authority to be able to do
1: something like that. All right. And people followed, you know yeah there you go. like the community aspect of that and i'm really happy that i get to foster those things so gender roles back to that and so in my studies and it's like i do appreciate learning these things and learning how people react in sexual ways but also just kind of how it drives them and i learned a lot of stupid stuff about people and how stupid they can be but i also learned about how wonderful and beautiful sex is and like just the idea of just people being together and it's like made me really happy to know that
0: that's awesome
1: so yeah i definitely like i said definitely recommend taking it because it's like one of the most important classes i think anyone would actually gain from so it's and it- no it's not like health it's not like that it's more <laughs> cohesive it-, it talks about the science of it not just like pregnancy and all that it's so much more
0: not just the gym teacher taking you into a health class and being really awkward about it
1: <laughs> yeah it's more like celebration of how people are fucking weird and amazing
0: Gotta love the weird. Stay weird, people. Stay weird. Stay
1: weird. Yeah. Um, If you're weird, you'll do better. Yeah. In life. There you go. Hell yeah. Shade 2019 quote. (laughs) (laughs) Be weird. You'll be do better in life.
0: (laughs) <laughs> so I want to I want to do this uh this new thing where I ask um my guests to come up with a tip uh for other trans people like a little piece of advice to to end on from them and it could be anything from the range of passing in terms of if passing is important to you it could be anything in terms of you know finding a therapist or anything like that so anything to do with trans people so I was wondering What was your piece of advice for other trans people out there?
1: All right. So I know transitioning can be expensive and I know that's hard on on our wallets and I know it can't be easy, but I do highly recommend that you start wearing the clothes, start feeling more comfortable yourself, start going out in those clothes and start taking care of yourself in those respects because they'll make you feel a lot better and more comfortable with your body that said it it can be tough and tricky and i know hormones are expensive without insurance but like i do not recommend and do not ever ever take non-prescribed hormones they are not good for you doctor needs to watch you because holy shit you will die Mm -hmm. because even now i have to worry about a lot of medical complications of my estrogen so it's it can be very dangerous and you need to have someone watching you and monitoring your blood and that's a really important aspect now that said like there are people out there who will love you and accept you and you have to find it you have to actually take steps to do it and like I know change can be scary and I know it's hard, but like, remember that people out there will accept you and you will meet them one day. And I have, and it took me many years. It took me many years to even make friends. So like, it's a very important thing to remember that we are not alone in this world, no matter how hard it may be. And some people may need need time to accept that. So I do recommend going out. N fem or N mass. I think that is that how they say it, N mass? For, I think for so. Trans men.
0: I, I think so. Mask. It might be mask. And mask. Yeah. And
1: mask. Yeah. So that's it. Do it. Love yourself. Be you. And if you don't wanna if you're not if you're non binary, wear the shit you want to wear that that makes you identify as that. Hell yeah. Be gender neutral. Do do whatever you need to make yourself feel comfortable. And don't feel afraid of other people because yes. You'll be sad and, and that's never okay. Amen. So that's my, that's my, um, trans tip. Love yourself and find good communities. Always find good communities, good sport networks too. Yeah.
0: Like, I think I think what you're touching on is uh, a very important. It's like, uh, don't take prescription like don't take non prescription hormones because you need a doctor prescribing that. And then you have the uh, the chosen family thing that a lot of LGBT people really have to have to really think about because a lot of families will kick you out or not you know accept you and it's really important to find your people that will um and they become your family so it's really good and be yourself
1: yeah and like me i when i mentioned earlier about the kind clinic there are there are nonprofit clinics that will take care of you for hiv and a hormones like they will you just have to do the research and they might be in your city so always look for these things because they're very important
0: definitely all right. So, well yeah, that's it. Thank you, Shay, for your for, yeah. for sharing your journey. Thank you for, you know, your piece of advice. I really appreciate it. I'm sure a lot of other people will as well. Um, so thank you to everyone for listening on my season two premiere episode. Thank you to Anchor for hosting the podcast and distributing it. You can find us on iTunes, so please do not forget to rate and review the show. It helps people find us, and you know, there's a lot of people out there trying to find their community and this is a show that could help them and really help people figure out who they are. You can also find the show on Spotify. So follow us on Spotify, CastBox, Overcast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. And I think even on Google Podcasts, I haven't, I'm not sure, but that one might be a thing. Um, the intro and outro music was done on LMMS by myself. And you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash We're on Instagram at journeys.podcast podcast and i'm on twitter at journeys underscore pod thank you again shay for being on the podcast and sharing your journey yeah so everybody tune in next time goodbye
1: Bye. bye